Hey now, boys and girls, children of all ages, what's going on? Welcome to Teal Town USA After Dark. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Uh, lo and behold, I think the Sharks are on a winning streak, if you can believe it. I'm AJ underscore strong, and with me, Hockey Jerk. This might be a Pucknologist takeover, Jerk? In the words of Jerk, uh, you love to see it. Uh, you really do. I mean, this is a, this is a <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Only, right? And, hey, if they keep playing like this, I'm just saying. Although, uh, let, let's let see. Uh, True got his first point with tune off. Of, why have the Barracuda suck so much? Anyway, um, <laughs> so this started off like a Sharks game you're used to. <laughs> Sharks allow a goal in the first five minutes of the game, and you're thinking, well, that game in Calgary was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, that seems odd. That seems rather odd. I've changed no settings. I love technology. I love all my technology. Well, hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, I might just be the AJ show. <laughs> you do hate to see it, man. This is very odd. I've never seen this before. But we'll uh, we'll try something else here. No, that certainly. Well, say something. Go ahead. Nope. No, that didn't work either. Wow. Jeez. You know what? Uh, Puck guy takes a header and like everything just goes to the to the dump, doesn't it? Well, we'll see if we can get him back. This is very odd. I've never seen this before. What we'll we'll give it a shot here. Um, so while that happens, uh, <laughs> let's oh let's get into this one as we try to dial back our settings. This is it's one of the weird ones tonight. I'm just saying it's gonna be a weird one. I can feel it already. Does you, when <laughs> just saying when you when it works that fast. Let's see. Do we have them now? Hello, everybody. Nope. Nope. Still not rolling. Man. Dude, it is. It's a total disaster. This is again, this is like insanely odd that I can hear you, but you're not coming through. It makes me wonder if uh, our little software here has uh, made some changes in the background that I'm unaware of. I'm terribly sorry to uh, to hold everybody up here. I'm just trying to see if we can figure something out here. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> Man, dude had things to say, and just there's there's nothing we can say right now. Oh, man, I don't play. You know what it is? Is because we don't have enough people watching. We don't have enough thumbs up and, like, you know, hearts and all the other things. Uh, thumb, that, thumb it up, baby. Thumb it up. Let's see. Nope. No, I don't get it. 
it's supposed to be coming in here with the Skypey Skype. Skypey Skypey Skype. Wait a minute. Let's try one more. Can we hear you now? Can anybody hey, hear me? Hey, look at that. Do we have jerk audio people in the chat? Can you let a brother know? Let I, a brother know. Based on the settings here, we do. But I just want to make sure before we move on. I've been trapped in a well. <laughs> can we can we get Did he leave and come back? Yes, that's what happened. Do it. Let people. Laurel says yes. Yes. All right. So, you know what it is? That's the power of the Canadian Coors right there. Cheers to you, Canada. All right. Uh, see, this all could have been avoided if, if you know, Puck Guy had not, you know, taken an arrow to the knee or whatever happened to him. You know? <laughs> okay. Now we're on. Now we're on. Game on. Okay. Here we go. All right. Well, start fresh. Yeah, start, start fresh. fresh. Okay. Forget that, that the first five, <laughs> Blake. First, first five minutes, like tonight's game, were shit. And Bla- now, blame our blame our imaginary intern, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, dinner. All right. So uh, early on, four minutes in, Gagne buries a rebound with Dell out wide, and we're off to the races. And I'm thinking, oh boy, that Calgary game that was that sure was fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's kind of been the mo for the Sharks lately. Is they'll win a game pretty com- commandingly, and then. They'll come back and they'll just lay three eggs back to back to back. So, you know, like you said, seeing Gagne get on the board there early, it was kind of like, oh, here we go again. Was, oh, you teases. Yeah. <laughs> and then barely 90 seconds later, McDavid would blow by Ferraro and Shimmick. Pot one tonight. And now Sharks are down 2 nothing, and you're going, I wonder if there's anything on my DVR that I need to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... You know, I mean, uh, Criminal Minds does air on Wednesdays, so <laughs> there you go. Did have that one? Did have that queued up? <laughs> <laughs> then uh, about halfway through the first period, uh, the Sharks would get their first power play. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen this when uh, Koskinen <laughs> lost his stick and Nurse said, "Here you go, take mine from thirty feet away." <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tossy toss of the stick there. That was nice. Uh, yeah, oh, that. <laughs> by the way, all the thumbs up. That's uh, that. That's uh, just want to let you know. That's what fixed jerks internet. Just saying. Yes. Uh, although I, I am seeing right now, there are evidently forty-seven people watching right now, but only twenty-four thumbs up. Uh, those are rookie numbers, people. <laughs> tell a friend. Give a thumb. I'm just saying. Yeah, tell a friend. They'll tell a friend. Maybe we'll get a a, a certain uh, soda company to say hello no to uh, no me. Free no free ads. No free. <laughs> uh, so uh, just after that, right after the halfway point of the first, Timo Meyer would get the Sharks on the board, tipping in a burn slapper, a la Pavelski. If you uh, if you if you think about it, in Ooh. fact. That yes, uh, that's going to be I think a theme of the game tonight. A lot of the goals for the Sharks tonight came in from guys being within five feet of the net. It's a big deal. Like you love yeah. to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> uh, although I mean, you look at the replay, Marlo might have gotten away with a uh, holding the stick, and we get a thumbs down. Well, thank you, thank you. You're sweet. Oh, well, you know, can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Marlo, I think, got away with the holding of the stick. But either way, lot, lots of goals coming in from in tight. 
Uh, <laughs> just after 13 minutes of the first. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Burns, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's just a tripping penalty where he like tripped or dude, it almost looked like he went like full blown toe pick. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, at first glance, I thought it looked like maybe, uh, you know, I thought it looked like maybe who was that? Was that Clef bomb or was that Darnell nurse? I, I don't recall who, but it looked like maybe they had hacked him down a little bit. Clearly just, you know, stumbled over his own feet there. And I mean, I don't, I don't hate what he was trying to do there. Obviously getting the puck away from Leon Dreisaitl, but uh, yeah, he hacked him in the wrong spot, we'll say. And just a weird uh, sequence of events. You know, Burns looked like he was sliding into home plate there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Iman letting everybody know that uh, Pepsi is the one that gave us the thumbs down figures. Yeah, well, you know what? That's why I don't drink their product. Hey, now. Uh, <laughs> so Randy G saying, last year I was screaming to crash the net and good things happen when they do. Yes, I'm always screaming on crashing the net. Can we? Can we? I'm just please. <laughs> I'm just always screaming. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so <laughs> moving on after that silly little penalty, uh, bomb would high stick the other Carlson, uh, this time leading to a double minor because dude drew blood. And what happens? The Sharks, holy crap, have scored a power play goal. And let's uh, let me take a look at the list here. It's their second power play goal in two, four, six, eight games. So it, it had been a while, people. It had been a while. So, yeah, and I and I and I think like this. I think this goal, uh, Kane's goal or Burns or whoever they ended up giving it to. I think this was kind of the start of obviously everything going well for the Sharks. But I think I think tonight was probably Brent Burns best game of the season and uh, i mean he he was doing everything right as we'll talk about in a bit i mean in on the offense very early um you know but then obviously i just thought he played very well defensively i thought he was you know not getting caught flat-footed anywhere i just thought it was a really good game by burns and so obviously when you're putting in that kind of work you want to see a reward on the score sheet and and burns obviously got to get some of that tonight which was great absolutely and uh Laurel asking, did Milker come back? Um, yes. Yeah. You know, he played. He just played had to his... get some glue in there and you're set. Yeah. Just jo shove the chiclets back in. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, burn slapper, as you said, Kane would get the credit for it. Uh, but again, we're talking now. The Sharks have tied it, but how did they come? Burns slapping it towards the, towards the net. And there's a guy within three feet of the goalie to bury it or for it to go off of. Again, this is going to be a routine that occurs throughout the evening here. Just I mean, so. it's almost, it's almost, and, and and bear with me here. It's almost as if when you do things that help you win hockey games, you win hockey games. Who knew, right? Um, I mean. Sharks have been talking about wanting to play that greasy net front game ever since Bugner took over. And and like you said, AJ, tonight was a perfect example of that. I think I want to say all six of their goals had some kind of kerfuffle going on at the front of the net, which is obviously great because the Sharks aren't going to razzle dazzle you with their offense. It's going to be, you know, you put on your hard hat and you go to work. You know what I mean? And that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, tonight was, uh, I mean, if I'm looking on here. On my sheet, 
The the last time the Sharks put up six goals was versus Philly at the end of December in a 6-1 mm-hmm. route. By the way, yep. it's a route, not a route for the, <laughs> for, for, for the people working at NBCSN. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the route was on at that point. But uh, after the one, we got a tie game. Looks good. You get 19 seconds of power play time to start your second stanza. I think you got to feel like everybody was felt positive. It felt to me, Jerk, like, especially in the first, as the game went on, the Sharks just looked more comfortable and just were playing stronger and and just more cohesive. Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. And it's it's now been two games in a row where, you know, the Sharks, maybe maybe they're asleep at the wheel a little bit to start the game. And then Dell made some huge saves for them in the last two games. And 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 like you said, you know, after after they kind of got their heads back on straight, it was it was all business. Everybody was working together, doing their part to make things happen. And, you know, would this game as a whole seem to me like one of the most like uh all around good team efforts you know what i mean like like there wasn't one person who was driving the bus and you know there wasn't one person who was was hurting everybody everybody just did their part and it was it was just business as usual come in take your two points and then that's it yes absolutely i mean there was a couple of times where i was looking when burns and carlson were both on the ice at the same time and and seeing a couple of their choices going oof Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were yeah there were a couple instances yeah where where when they were out there together I'm I'm kind of thinking I'm like it's tied why what are we doing but <laughs> I thought I thought both of them played very well tonight which as as I said on Twitter before the Calgary game like if the Sharks are going to want a chance to do anything you know Burns and Carlson are going to have to control the game tonight and I think or not tonight but generally speaking and I think tonight both of them did a really good job both defensively and offensively yes. For, for the most part, again, there's a couple, well, yeah, I a mean, couple you're, times. You're gonna have your. <laughs> it was definitely one of those hiccups. games where there was much more good than than bad, which hasn't always yeah. been the case this season. But uh, no, it it was solid, and uh, yeah. boy, there was one time when I don't know if Burns blew a tire or what the hell happened, but he just ate it in new, in the neutral zone, and boy, <laughs> our savior Shimmick coming to uh, yeah, coming to make yeah. that save. Anyway, uh, well, and, the, and and I and well, and I saw too. Um, I think it was, it was an odd man rush in the neutral zone going for Edmonton and, and EK kind of stepped up a little bit, got his stick in there and slapped the puck back toward, back towards the Edmonton zone. And I'm like, all right, Mark's calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to, uh, head into the second, oh my Lord, Sorensen comes in with the shot fake, passes it over to EK 65. It looks like he gets a shot, but get a little bit of a rebound and Maxim Latunov again, a guy getting his dividends, or shall we say in jerk language, dude getting his cookies because he was <laughs> in front of the net. Again, third goal tonight for the Sharks coming off a stick from a Sharks player who's like within three feet of the paint. Well, and and in that particular instance, it obviously helped that, you know, Lat- or uh, Latunov, Jesus, that Koskinen was, you know, a little bit out to lunch there on that one, but... I feel like Latunov could have, you know, it is taxis, and I feel like Latunov could have done his taxes and still had time to put that puck away. I mean, I, I thought for sure when he whiffed on it and then kind of did that, you know, that 180 degree turn, I was like, oh, this is off the post or it's going to be save and that's it. Like I was 
surprised that he got that in because he had so much time to, as as you like to hear, uh, so much time to dust that one off. You know, yeah. you think Koskinen o- overcommitted to EK a little bit? Hundred percent. And I mean, I I can't say that I blame him in that respect because obviously with Eric Carlson, you're expecting that. Like I said earlier, that razzle dazzle play where he's gonna. You know he's going to be the one you want to watch because he's going to pull some insane finesse move. Um, but yeah, hundred percent over over uh, committed to it. I think had he had his right pad not kind of slid out from under him as he went towards Eric Carlson, I think he probably could have recovered. But again, when the Sharks score, I'm not really one to complain about it. No. Uh, one time we're asking, did Tunov put on mass? Wasn't he like 160 pounds or something? No, it's just when you're always next to Alex True, you just look small. <laughs> yeah, just well, and, small. and and he's got Latunov's got such a big frame. I mean, I believe they clocked him at six foot four, and it's like, you know, being six four is all well and good, but if you're less than two hundred pounds, you're not really doing yourself any favors. So I think it's it's possible that he bulked up at all, and good on him because we, you and I especially, have complained numerous times this year about Lukas Radil not using his size, and to see Latunov and obviously Alex True come in both use their size while still moving fluidly and not just being pylons, I think. It's huge. It's super important. And even if they don't get on the score sheet every night, it's it's important to use that size to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of true, <laughs> uh, Nason, your buddy. Uh, I guess Hakuna the, Matata. I guess the guy that you, you want to return. Yeah, on, bring him back. Based, Let's go. Based on your Twitter. Uh, I mean, good feel-good story, good comeback story. But Nason at uh, 12.30 would bury some garbage off a... Alex True passed his first point uh, in the NHL. You love to see it. Again, that's four goals now, all coming within three feet of the paint. Well, and, and something, too, that stood out for me on this one is you'll you'll notice, you know, in baseball, the, the vernacular, you know, don't take your eye off the ball. You know, that puck was way up at the top of the glass. And, and credit to True, by the way, if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to our Twitter, Teal Town USA. You could see True had his eyes on the puck the entire time, saw exactly where it was, you know, gave Oscar Clefbaum the right there, Fred, and just got the puck over to Nason and... You know, as as much as Nason's goal was nice in such a small area, True's ability to keep his eyes on the puck was huge there, and to fight off Oscar Clefbaum as well. So, uh, enough can't be said about a you know just just another assist. You know, that was as as huge as the goal itself, if you ask me. Oh, absolutely! Uh, ends up being the game winner. So yeah, so there uh, you go. And a couple minutes after that, Marlock would get called for hooking Clefbaum, <laughs> but they called Clefbaum for diving you love to see it yeah he uh i i don't know what i don't know what's been easier to sell uh our commercial we've been running or <laughs> that tripping penalty uh because yeah clef bomb i mean <laughs> it looked it, it looked like uh it looked like he was in front of like an industrial fan that blew him over oh yes uh laurel nason was picked up on waivers from pittsburgh yes Correct. There you go. See, we're we're here for the uninformed fan. <laughs> <laughs> so we head to the third, and five minutes in, Timo time would strike again. He goes top shelf after LeBanc. I'm not even sure what the hell he was doing. He almost looked like he was kind of pulling the jumbo slide after bumping into a couple of Oilers. But uh, hey, Meyer takes advantage, goes top shelf in the corner, and at this point, five two lead. 
you're thinking you probably feel pretty good. Yeah, well, and and even and even too. Again, we our theme for tonight has been, you know, Sharks players being in front of the net is what's leading to goals. This is the one goal where a Sharks player was not immediately in the crease. But if you go back and you watch the watch the footage on this one, between Meyer and LeBanc bringing that puck into the zone, three Oilers players all got pushed towards Koskinen, which obviously much harder to track the puck when you've got people in your vision and just the angle that Meyer was at for the shot itself. I mean, that's, it's, it's already a tough angle to stop as it is. So while a Sharks player was not at the front of the net, definitely some front of the net, uh, shenaniganery as rocket says, uh, contributed to that goal. So keeps with the theme, which is obviously great. Cause that's something that I certainly have complained about all year is that the Sharks need to do that more. Well, and it was a great shot basically coming from the face off dot and it's the furthest shot over the, I should say the, you know, the furthest away from the net goal we saw tonight. Yeah, and that was, what, 15 feet out? <laughs> if, if, if that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a minute and a half, uh, evidently the Sharks poked the bear, and uh, Bear would use Ferraro as a screen, get one back for, oh. and yes, I've been waiting to use that all night. But anyway, that, yeah, Bear would get one that, back. Go ahead. That goal was nasty. It was. But, for, I mean, f- the way he l- put it above Ferraro – but still, you kind of use Ferraro a little bit as a screen. No, it was, it, that was it was pretty sick. It was it was nice. yeah. And and and, and Ferraro kind of had a tough night to know. He you know he got he got walked a couple times here and had to have Shimmick bail him out too. And mm. you know on a previous Pucknologist, you and I kind of talked about how with his NCAA career, obviously much shorter seasons in the NHL, and we we kind of theorized about a potential burnout. I'm, I'm wondering if this could be the start of it. I mean, it's only one game, so who knows, but if it's the start of a burnout, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Tim Heed to get a game. Bite your tongue, young man. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's going to play every game. <laughs> but, I, but the thing, but I wouldn't mind seeing Heed get a game. I mean, that poor guy, you know, it's, it's so bad, man. Too too bad to play, too good to wave. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag free heat. Yeah. Uh, so finally, just over halfway through the third LeBanc, we all thought it was Timos. We thought we saw a hat trick, but upon closer inspection, you can see that Timos' shot does bank in off banker. Again, a, sh- a goal coming from a guy on the doorstep of the crease. Let's continue this. Let's let's make this a, a a regular thing, San Jose. Please. Well, and not only that, but the guys that you know, the guys we've been harping on to do anything stepped up tonight. I mean, as I talked about earlier, Brent Burns, I I think controlled the game tonight. Just yeah, I mean, I would have to look at his his uh, his stat line here to give you a better analysis. I mean, but I thought Burns was dominant. Two assists. Uh, two shots on goal, played almost, Jesus, played almost 31 minutes, yikes. But, mm-hmm. you know, but controlled the game and was good for all of those 31 minutes except for when he slid into home base. And then, obviously, you know, Evander Kane staying hot, you love to see it. Meyer and LeBanc stepping up. I mean, it, Hold on, what, the guy. 30, 31 minutes? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, even s- Brent Burns. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Even, even strength, 27-37, power play, 3-27. Gotcha. That was 
looking at a different stud. So yes, <laughs> I was like, but, wait, what? But you know, the the guys that we need, we needed to step up to Timo Meyer, Kevin LeBanc. I mean, those are two guys you and I have called out numerous times last week, mm. and they both came to play. And even and again, LeBanc is just flying under the radar. But the last three games, I think LeBanc has is been doing his damnedest to make things happen. And like I said, if it's not even if it's not going in, he's still trying which that's all you can ask for is try because if you're not trying then why are you here hey now hey now and it makes me wonder if ferraro because some of his plays tonight um why his time was so limited tonight because he was only at 10 22 uh you know a couple minutes on the power play but that that seems a little light for him yeah, well, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I'd have to go back and look, obviously game by game, but I think, where I mean, you just look, Dylan Vlasic, Carlson, Burns, all twenty five plus, or twenty plus, excuse me. So, I, I think this is a game where even though the Sharks were comfortably up, you know that McDavid and Drysaddle can take over a game at the drop of a hat. And and I just think it's a situation where maybe Bugner wanted the big guns out just to be absolutely sure. Cause I mean, l- lest we forget that, you know, the sharks may be way out of a playoff spot right now, but this is an opponent that the sharks need to keep pace with. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, it, it, we... it's not like we're playing Buffalo on a, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, we came out of the break focused on the six games coming out because five of them were going to be against divisional opponents and right now, I mean, you got the win versus Anaheim, win versus Calgary, win versus Edmonton. Yeah, you got the loss versus Vancouver, but you have five games. You've won three of them already. Well, not only that, but Vancouver lost tonight to Minnesota, so we're chilling. Hey now. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that would the way be the way the uh, uh, jerks cookies crumbled, if you will. <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, so Arundel now five and zero versus Edmonton. Not too bad. Improves. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, his numbers over those four games prior to tonight, his <laughs> this is great, dude. His save percentage, 904 coming into tonight. Tonight, his save percentage, 903. I mean, talk about consistency. It's like, can he play Edmonton all the time? <laughs> or or do we trade Dell to Cal- to Calgary? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, so. that's that's gonna be an interesting debate as we come up here on February twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really tough. And then and and just for reference here, as we can quickly touch on it. Um, wow, I okay. I was gonna tell I was gonna tell us about Aaron Dell's stats versus Edmonton, but evidently either I'm blind or NHL.com doesn't have it listed. So. Oh. <laughs> Those bastards. Uh, So before we go any further uh, and get a little bit more nitty-gritty into it, again, please do us a favor. Subscribe. Hit the thumbs up if you would. Please hit the notification bell, which will tell you every time we go live, which is, in fact, after every single Sharks game. And hit us up on our social media channels, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Uh, And if you're real lucky, don't forget our Discord. And if you ever miss a show, you can find them. Always on YouTube, always on your favorite podcaster, and everything at TealTownUSA.com. And now this. Hey, you 30 teams in the NHL. Are you looking for a deal? Do you need a trade partner? Is your team missing a 40-year-old center? We've got a deal for you. 
Are you looking for someone to bring some defensive consistency to your blue line? How about Brendan Dillon? He averages over 20 minutes of ice time per game. He led the Sharks last season with a plus 19. He has a shorthanded assist this season on a team with the worst goal differential in the Western Conference. Call now. Or do you need a goalie who gets scored on more than a Kardashian? How about former Boston Bruin legend Martin Jones? No one cares about goals against or save percentage when your goalie has a ring and Martin Jones can bring one to your team immediately. Who cares if Jonathan Quick gave it to him? Martin Jones has one. And what if you're in the market for a stalwart penalty killer? How about Milker Carlson? Sure, he'll be 30 this summer. Sure, he's declined for four straight seasons. And sure, you probably already have one of these guys on your minor league team that can do the same thing for a lot less money. Who cares? Not only does this guy kill penalties, he also gives your fans someone else to complain about. Lines are now open. And what if you're looking for a name that will just eventually be in the Hall of Fame? We got you there. We got you with two there, in fact, that's right. How about Joe Thornton or Patrick Marlowe? Call now, buy one, get one free. Operators are standing by. Have you seen Marlowe's contract? Hell, you've probably spent more on player fines this season. Both of these guys will be in the Hall of Fame. Don't you want them wearing your jersey when they go in? Operators are standing by. Give us a call right now, 1-899-ROOSTER, and ask for Doug Wilson. If you've got a low-round draft pick, you're going to get right through. Call now. Yes, by all means, call now. Thank you to our sponsor, <laughs> all our friends over at 899-ROOSTER. Uh, so, a uh, couple interesting notes that I had. Uh, the national sportscasters, I heard, because I was listening to the Sportsnet feed, uh, stick taps, to Randy and Bakes, but uh, tonight I wanted to hear me a little bit of Drew. Loves me some Drew, so checking that up. But they actually called out McDavid on a couple plays that he was uh, kind of not getting focused a little too much on offense, not getting back and playing defensively sound. So I'm just saying, when I call out EK65 or Brent Burns from time to time, I'm not the only one who does it, okay? <laughs> if McDavid can be <laughs> called out, anyone can be called out, all right? How Just dare so. you? <laughs> <laughs> and another funny note that they got into during intermission is they said that Joe Thornton, as of now, uh, you know, five or six years ago, there are certain players, if it's um, – if it's a significant goal, you know, obviously your first goal, uh, maybe, uh, you know, your hundredth or it, th your first hat trick or whatever, there's a certain amount of pucks that a player is going to keep for themselves. The other ones, of course, uh, get sold everywhere, evidently. Uh, but they stipulated that right now Thornton is literally like keeping every puck because he doesn't know when it's going to be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine there's like some bin at Jumbo's house or something where it's like, okay, just it's labeled. Yeah. Good. Okay. Throw it into the bin. And then whatever the last one is, I keep that one. The rest of them will, uh, there's going to be a sale at the shark store when Jumbo decides to hang it up. I'm just letting you know. I, I just picture like this, like a, a box in his garage and like maybe when he's like, 90 and you know or okay 90 is a little old but like let's say older you know and he's showing his grandkids like all his pucks and he picks up that box and i just picture like the bottom caving out and all these pucks just <laughs> spill out and roll everywhere <laughs> I, I don't like know why it. that came to my mind but ugh, i could just picture that and it would be a pain in the ass to clean up yes 
Uh, but uh, so let's get to a couple numbers here. Uh, the Sharks one for three on the power play. As I said earlier, it had been uh, some tough sledding for the power play <laughs> for quite some time. Again, since Colorado. And since basically they had had one goal since Pavelski's homecoming. And <laughs> so they get a second one tonight. And that's pretty big when you consider the first five games into the new year, they had posted five power play goals in five games. So you're kind of like, what happened to the power play? And on the flip side of that, those first five games into 2020, they, their penalty kill was perfect. Coming into the night since Dallas, 75%. So it's nice to see. Granted, they only gave the Oilers one power play opportunity, which, awesome. You're playing cohesively, defensively sound, not taking dumb penalties. So that's awesome. Hashtag, you love to see it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one for three tonight on the power play. That It's BEA beautiful. One of the rare games where the Sharks not only outscore, but outhit the opposing team, 27 to 22. You don't see that very often. Um, and shots on goal were dead even at 31 apiece. But you, uh, <laughs> Shimmick and Ferraro, both a minus three tonight. Not, you don't, <laughs> you don't love to see it. But Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic, positive three tonight. <laughs> White wipes brow. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no doubt. And you know, uh, Nugent Hopkins and Drysaddle both ha- hung up with a minus three. You love to see it. Yeah, I. You know, just I, one thing I want to zero in on here. So one of the things that, and again, you're gonna sense a the theme here. One of the things that we spoke about, along with Rocket on the Pucknologist, is how. When the other team has the puck, you know, behind their net or behind anybody's net or anywhere on the boards, like, play the body. Just give them a hit. Let them know you're there, right? Mm-hmm. And my biggest gripe was that the Sharks weren't doing that with the exception of Goodrow, Meyer, Kane, and Ferraro, of all people. And I, I, I thought tonight the Sharks did a really good job at playing the body on Edmonton when they needed to, those times in the corners, behind the net. I saw Latunov throwing hits, LeBanc, True. You know, I saw a lot of different guys throwing hits. Obviously, Patrick Marlowe, who, like, who expected that, you know? Um, so I Dude, think... Who expected an embellishment to get called tonight? Not me. <laughs> right? But I, I, I just think that's huge. Like, obviously, like, it, it you know, it, it it's huge because it, it's forcing the other team to make a mistake or to panic when they have the puck. And I think, you know, a lot of the time Edmonton did have the puck tonight, they were running around trying to get it from the Sharks that eventually when they got it, it was like, all right, chip it out and change or, you know, they give it away or something like that. So, you know, you often see the team with less shots have more hits, mm-hmm. but, you know, tonight the Sharks pretty much just dominated all the way through and it kind of makes you wonder how things would be if we had just seen that all year, eh? Uh, I mean, if you don't have that horrific December, if you just go 500 in December, you know. I mean, or such an awful all, start. All because, we're saying. Dude, they, they won two games in December. If they just go 500. Well, and the fact that the Sharks are only eight points out of the playoff spot, despite how pitiful they've been this year. I mean. <laughs> I know. Dude, if they go 500, they're probably in second spot right now. <laughs> 
I mean, but that's, you know, that I think that's also kind of a, um, not so much the sharks or as, as it is a, uh, a righteous damnation of how bad the Pacific is on the whole. But anyway, uh, let, let's talk about some other games. Uh, of course it wouldn't be, and I swear, I want somebody to run the numbers on this. Um, how many times has the national game, the early one gone long when the sharks are the second game? involved in the every second time. match every time it feels like every time um you know it didn't matter to me i had the sports net feed but i'm just yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just curious though how many times has it happened like i just give me a percentage like has it been like you know 72 out of 100 games because it feels like it's more but anyway uh speaking of which red wings uh did beat the sabers in a shootout good for you <laughs> <sighs> Larkin with two goals, fine. Yeah, whatever. Uh, another overtime game. The Ducks lose to the Canadians in Montreal, three-two. Blah blah blah. This is all crap you can see on your phone. Why are we even talking about this? Anything of note that stand out? Holy shit! Evidently, the Golden Knights were pissed off <laughs> and took it out on Florida tonight, seven to two. Yeah, Mark Mark Stone. Uh, hashtag Why does he have to be a Golden Knight? Uh, Mark Stone with five points tonight. Ooh, holy hell. And, you know, Florida is third in the Atlantic. That's not a pushover team. And they were 7-1 in their last 10. But I think what stands out more is that over the last 10, Vegas was 4-5-1. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Hoffman, also with his 20th goal of the season, perhaps should have kept. Yeah. And the other thing that stands out to note for me for this game is that Vegas this year is basically 500 on the road. So that's that's a big win in Sunrise. Um, well, DeBoer first season. Uh, oh, of course. Of mm -hmm. does it does does half season count? I don't know. Well, remains to be seen. I am unsure. Uh, <laughs> on the island, former Shark Thomas Grice picks up a victory five three over the oh it was the Kings. Oh, who cares? Um, oh, dude, how do you feel about that? Uh, okay, we'll get to the uh, the the Maple Leaf King trade in a minute. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Devils blank the Flyers. Uh, <sighs> did Gritty beat anybody up tonight? No. Has he be? Has he been acquitted uh, of all charges? Well, actually, uh, it's funny that you say that. I saw something on Twitter. It was basically a synopsis of Gritty's week. It said Gritty, Gritty was acquitted of you know allegedly punching <laughs> that kid, and then. Literally goes on to, I guess he taunted a nun or something. Oh, no, the <laughs> basketball thing. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think what we all really wanted to see was Gritty punch that kid who threw the McDavid jersey off the, the bridge. That's all we're saying. Yeah, that's all. Uh, anyway, that's the way that shook out. Uh, Long Beach native Matt Nieto scored tonight for the Avalanche in a 4-1 victory over Ottawa. So uh, you love to see it. Uh, the Jets over the Blues. What the hell is going on with the Blues lately? Yeah, um, four, five, and it, one in their last ten. It, it's just a, and another team that is five hundred on the road. Yeah, well, I, I I think you know for years for years everybody's been talking about parity and right and how every team in the NHL is good. I think we're eventually getting to a point and it's gonna stay here where it's like you know you don't have the um, you know, you don't have those pillars of the league anymore. You know, everybody is just kind of good and you're going to have these competitive battles where like, I mean, 
it's like we're two weeks out from the deadline, right? When's the last time that five of the eight teams in the Pacific could win the division? You know, <laughs> like, like, awesome. like actually, I don't think it was just, that long ago, dude. Right, but my my point is that everything is just everything is way more competitive, you know, and like I still think like I I could see the Blues repeat this year, hot take, but. There, the central division is is not a slouch division by any mean, and so as as you know, not so great Winnipeg has been this year. I I am not surprised at the fact that they uh, that they handled the Blues tonight. And I don't know if you checked the stats, but uh, our friend Nikolai Ehlers had a goal tonight. Yes, this is true. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Um, the Pacific Division matchup will in the second round be between. Or I'm sorry, the uh, the Western Conference matchup will be between Vancouver and Colorado. Just letting you know now. The two front runners for the Rookie of the Year trophy, that might be fun. This is all I'm saying. Uh, we got another former Shark in the mix. Again, another goalie. Alex Stalock, victorious with the Wild versus Vancouver. We are just talking about him. All of a sudden, Vancouver... Losing a game here. Uh, rumor is Alex Stalock did stay in net for the entire game, but we haven't confirmed it yet. If you saw, <laughs> if you saw the last game the Wild played, you'd understand why I said that. Uh, <laughs> the Predators did beat the Flames, so again, teams in front of the Sharks lost tonight. These are all good things, including your Yotes jerk five to three down <laughs> with Carolina, buddy. Yeah, you you want to talk about up in flames? Like, Yotes have been on a rough trend the last like the last ten games. It's it they that dominant play that we were seeing. It's it's almost evaporated. I mean, two five and three in their last ten, and even Did tonight. They lose a goalie? Uh, yeah, Darcy Kemper, who yeah. <laughs> many people, myself included, think he was a front runner for the Vesna this year, has been out, and so obviously Antti Ranta is no slouch, but he too is dealing with his own injury that he's trying to come back from. So tough sledding, and obviously they're not a you know they're not a team that's going to score six goals a night. You know what I mean? So they rely mm-hmm. a lot on their defense and their goaltending. Jason Demers is obviously hurt, so. It's a whole wealth of problems for Arizona right now. I still think they can get back on track, but it's not looking good. If I'm if memory serves correctly, I believe they were up two to zero tonight. Um, so and then Carolina just stormed back. So you know if Arizona wants a chance to finally prove me right, they're gonna have to get it get it on straight here. Yeah, they were up two to zero. Well, see, and the other thing, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the uh, why I'm really gonna enjoy that Colorado Vancouver series. It's gonna be a lot of fun to see Thornton play Marlowe in the in a, in a game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be back at you uh, at least with the next after dark. Okay, for those of you who did miss it, I I need to pull the uh, the, the the package, if you will. That that didn't sound right, but uh, I will offer it to you now. You're pulling on the package? Have the goddamn common courtesy to give them a reach around. There you go. So the way things are shaping up in the division in the conference right now, St. Louis still comfortably out in front with 72. Vancouver leading the Pacific with 65. But as we say, it's only five points between first and fifth in the Pacific. This is silly. These, the oh my God. God, dude, the last 25 games of the season here are just going to be a laugh riot. Anytime there's a Pacific Division matchup, 
that involve the top five teams. Holy crap, watch that. The only thing that bums me out is that if memory serves, I don't think Edmonton and Calgary face each other until the very last game of the season. But that Correct. game could have playoff implications. I'll tell you this. If I'm NBC, I'm, I'm, if I'm NBC, I'm looking at the schedule every day and I'm thinking, okay, if we get an interesting matchup here, how can we pick up one of these games? Mm-hmm. Because, and, and, you know, without getting too much into it, that's something I've obviously not been happy with about NBC is it, it seems like even though they're the rights holder for the U S they don't really care, you know, about showing hockey or showing diverse group of teams. Meanwhile, as AJ and I talked about briefly on discord, like, you know, the, the first game back for Zach Cashian after his suspension, which was against Calgary, that was just going to be a regional game, Sportsnet, um, in the Calgary and the Edmonton market. And Sportsnet was like, no, this game is going to be wild. Let's put it on all of our channels. And they did. They made it a national game because of the 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 talk of the town, if you will. And, and if I'm NBC, I'm looking at the schedule as it winds down. I'm thinking, okay, what games can we add to our schedule here? I mean, football's over. Yep. Nobody gives a crap about NASCAR or Formula One. No, okay, that's gonna, not true. <clears throat> no, you're going to start. I think you, this is a good time to start to. I don't. It would be nice to see if the NHL could, in their next TV deal, if they could work on the idea of flex, where they can like flex a game, where they can say, you know what, there, you know, we had this other game, uh, you know, written down from the beginning of the season, you know, like. <clears throat> last summer uh we, we had this game that was going to be jersey versus buffalo that's not a sexy matchup when we could show st louis versus vancouver you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. it would be nice if they could figure out a way to do something like that but yeah give us that option because let's be honest this next month the, the month of february this is going to get real fun and what the hell else is there Pitchers and catchers, they report whenever, blah, 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 spring We're training. We're not talking it about baseball. I know, but I'm just saying. Baseball doesn't count until April, so you, we got a good two months. Yeah, there's March Madness. I don't watch soccer, so I don't pay attention to that. But you have, <laughs> you know, I guess there's that. Uh, I, I don't care. But uh, Jerk and I, I think what we're trying to say is we're going to be flying our pirate flags a lot over the next two months. Um but to finally finish off with the Pacific, you got Vancouver, two-game losing streak. Edmonton, two-game losing streak. Arizona lost. Calgary, three-game losing streak. Vegas uh, has one win after, what, going like one and four or something like that? I mean, uh, the honeymoon that DeBoer – see, here's the, here's the funny thing. DeBoer gets canned. They bring in Bugner. Has anything really changed for the Sharks? Not really. Have they played a little defensively better? Yeah, but I think that's just because nothing else was working. Like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if DeBoer had stayed if we'd pretty much have the same thing. And I would also say the same thing about Vegas. It, would their schedule, would anything that happened to Vegas since Gallant was fired, would it be any different if had he not been fired? I don't know that you can say that it, it could, it, you know, would have been or it wouldn't have. I still don't understand that firing. I mean, at the time, <laughs> dude. I that's mean, at go the time, down as like what? But. Like, well, at the time, yeah, okay, three points out of a playoff spot. But as we've spent the last ten minutes talking about, the division is so tight. Vegas, 
is on a one game winning streak and they're second in the division. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Do you think like the three LA teams should just all meet at, at like a a pebble beach come like April 6th? (laughs) Yeah. They can just, they can all just merge together and dude, I think become one team. No, no dude. I, I think it should just be like, okay, whoever finishes last, Although L.A., okay, you might have to give L.A. like a handicap, like give them a five-point handicap or something, but it's like, okay, from here on out, whoever finishes last has to caddy for the other two teams. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. L.A., you can caddy for Anaheim and San Jose. There you go. So uh, (laughs) with that, um, we're going to throw it to the chat for the next couple of minutes. So if you have a couple things you'd like to ask, uh, we'll certainly be happy to answer them. If not, uh, it's been a nice tight 45. So it feels like a nice, good time to get out of here. Uh, with that, we will uh, show you a quick video of Jerk and I talking and Landy trying to get in on the conversation. <laughs> and there you go. And I don't know if you heard, but that was Landy just texting me saying that he wanted to talk. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Poor Landy. No, poor Landy. Missed that that guy. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, So, I mean, where are we at? Where are we at? The sixth. Uh, Sixth. So that means we have ostensibly, what, 20 days-ish? Less than 20 days, right? Until the deadline? Uh, 18 days? The deadline is the deadline's on the 24th this year. The 24th at noon Pacific. Eight, so 18 days. Two and a yeah. half weeks. Two and a half weeks until the deadline. So uh, just to let you know, chances are uh, <laughs> we're going to go live uh, in in the moment if, if a big deal breaks, whether it's Brendan Dillon's gone to Carolina or Boston or wherever, uh, Brent Burns Winnipeg. has been traded to Dallas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg. Uh, Joe Thornton and Marlowe were moved. Milker Carlson accidentally gets traded because the team thought they were getting the other Carlson. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, there could be some interesting things that happened over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, I'm also kind of interested to see what's going on with a couple of the other younger guys. Like, are we going to see... Blickfeld and Suamella get another look. Uh, I haven't, I haven't been necessarily impressed with Gambrell over the last, you know, his last couple of opportunities, and I did like Suamella. Gambrell tonight, nine minutes, minus one, two hits, not sixty percent in the faceoff circle. I wouldn't mind seeing Suamella in that position for a couple games just to see what he'll give you. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you might as well just try anything, right? Hey, I mean, so far the Sharks are 2-0 and with Latunov and True in the lineup, so clearly that was the problem all year. I just, I'm just so happy that Couture is coming back this season. <laughs> oh, well, I miss that guy. Yeah. Should, should, but I, I, I'm, I'm, and especially because, what was it, the last night, the Barracuda, oh, wait a minute, are we talking Barracuda? Barracuda. 
So last night the Barracuda fell 4-2 to the San Diego Gulls, uh, yeah, especially after losing 5-3 to the San Diego Gulls just a week earlier. Um, things are not going well for the Gulls right now. <laughs> they, they believe they are on a five-game losing streak right now. It's not looking good. However, if you want to, if you really want to find the silver lining, Chekovic, uh, Chekovic, however you want to pronounce it, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> yeah, the the other Ivan. There's Ivan Yuzhenkov, and then Ivan Chekovic or Chekovic or Cheko. Doesn't matter. Uh, but Ivan had a dirty dangle last night potted a goal off a great feed from noah Gregor. if you haven't seen it it's on our twitter timeline so go check that out the gif is there uh also had some fun uh gifts with uh frenzy beloved junior mascot if you will so i think with that probably time to wrap things up which is a good time to remind you to hey catch us on our social media channels subscribe on youtube give us a like Hit the notification bell. Please tell a friend if you would. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Interact with us on Reddit. And hear us shoot the shit on Discord. That will come momentarily. Because <laughs> hashtag type 45. Uh, in case you miss anything, you can catch us everywhere. Your favorite podcast platform should have us. If they don't, hit us up and we will take care of that. You can always find every show and the replays on our YouTube channel and, of course, everything on TealTownUSA.com. And with that, Jerk, your final thoughts on where the people can find you on social media. So, eight points out of a playoff spot, but, I mean, never say never, honestly. I mean, the way things are going with the other teams in the division, you can honestly and truly, like, never say never. I mean, I even if the Sharks, by some miracle if they did make the playoffs i don't think they would have anything left in the tank for a playoff run but who knows i mean you know dude that would be the time when jones got hot i mean fighting adversity does you know it pumps you up so it's really anybody's guess as to what's gonna happen hey Uh, look at what happened to st louis last year (laughs) shut your mouth uh yeah, so I, I mean, it, I still think a fork is firmly stuck in the Sharks for this season, but you never know, honestly. Um, so be an interesting I, surprise, right? So it, as we always say, it uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, and on that note as well, the Detroit Red Wings have won 13 games this season, putting them on pace for 19.3. Uh, we'll see how that goes. You can follow me on Twitter. And nowhere else, mm-hmm. Discord, uh, at Hockey underscore Jerk. And I am AJ underscore Strong on the social media platforms. Uh, hey, like Jerk is saying, stranger things have happened. Uh, a strange thing is happening right now in that the Sharks have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. When the hell was the last time that happened? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, look that one up, people. So enjoy your three-day weekend away from Sharks hockey, I suppose. <laughs> hey, sat- Saturday Saturday is Hockey Day in Canada, which means all seven Canadian teams are going to be playing and it's going to be nationally televised. Uh, I think you love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that tomorrow and the day after, Friday and Saturday, if you do need to get your hockey fix, 
7 o'clock games in Colorado versus the Eagles for the Barracuda. So check that out at AHL or what is it? AHL TV. Uh, go, you can go grab that. Or, oh, and don't forget, tomorrow is Friday. Free for all Friday. Oh, we might have a little free for all Friday going on the Discord. Could happen. And uh, Sunday night, Puck Knowledges. Hashtag, you love to see it. So with that, uh, tight 55. Fine. Oh, remember, though, the first five minutes didn't count. Yes, sir. <laughs> so there it is. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will catch you after Calgary on Monday night versus the Sharks. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real, teal. We out. <laughs>